Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about Shohei Otani, the young Japanese baseball two-way player sensation, although he's only playing one of those this year. (laughs) That's right. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. So it's been about a month since we did the last show, Mm -hmm. and we're now at the midpoint of the season, pretty much. Yeah, it's like that weird unofficial point. It's not that we literally got to half the games played, but it's the all-star break. Yeah. So, yeah. And for those wondering, if they haven't seen already, no, Otani did not make the all-star team. But he didn't come back until over a month into the season. So (laughs) he basically had like a little over a month to show people what he was doing because all-star voting took place during june it would have been almost impossible unless he hit like 20 dingers in his first 20 games like especially after tommy john it's gonna take some readjustment for him to get back into the flow and for him to have made a all-star team in his first month it's almost impossible yeah it would have been crazy if he did And I honestly think that if he played like two weeks or maybe three weeks out of that period he missed, he probably would have made it. Yeah. The only thing is like what fourth in DH voting. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like obviously he's only batting right now, so he'd only go in as a DH. And sadly for him, like the DH spot is pretty stacked. And when you miss such a period like he did, it's easy to fall behind in homers and RBI. When you have people like J.D. Martinez and Edwin Encarnacion, who didn't even make it, and he's like the AL leader in home runs right now, yeah. since he's a DH as well. But, yeah, I honestly think, like, you give Otani, like, two of those weeks that he missed, and I think he might be in there. Or even two or three more extra weeks until they voted, because he had a crazy June. That's right, too. He, like, really got on fire, like, right when the voting started to end. Yeah. Which is kind of bad for him, but... Like, he's been hitting close to 400 in his past 25-ish games, which is pretty insane. I mean, we kind of said or predicted this, like, around the heat of the summer, he would also heat up. Like, wouldn't be right away, but... Once that came, and it's happened. I mean, right now, at this all-star break, he has a 303 average, which, for those who don't know, if you're a good hitter, you're going to hit above 300. That's the crazy part, and, like, the flaw in the all-star game and when it takes place. Not to get into it a lot, but, like, the all-star game or the special game in, like, football, American football, happens after the season's over. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have the final stats on everybody. Right. But in baseball, and I think basketball is kind of the same, although that's even more of a popularity contest, you only have half a season's worth of players' stats, and pretty damn sure Otani's going to end up with, like, way better numbers than a lot of the people that made the All-Star game. Right. When you add the whole season up, he'll for sure be up there. In two months has 14 home runs already 38 rbis like he's putting in work and one of those home runs too came on his birthday he just has a flair for the dramatic (laughs) that's why he came to 
LA. Maybe not the Dodgers, which is more Hollywood, but close enough. And you did it off Verlander, too, which is like no small feat. One of the best pitchers in baseball right now. We also know that. Like, he does not fear Cy Young pitching. No. He's trying to be a Cy Young pitcher, but he also claps Cy Young pitching. Do you think that's part of what makes him less intimidated? He, like, knows, yeah, like, <laughs> I could do this, too. <laughs> Don't get comfortable. No, yeah, that's, I mean, I didn't even think about it that way, but that would make sense, right? Like, Yeah. I throw heat, too. I know I'm injured right now, but trust me. He can, like, talk spicy back to the pitcher, like, but you can't hit my shit. <laughs> Unless maybe it's, like, Mad Bum or something. Right. But, yeah, that's a good point. Do you think also that that home run also sparked this whole thing for Verlander where he's now saying, oh, the balls are juiced. I have no doubt about it. Verlander's just not having as good a season as he has had, like, the last couple of years. He's giving up a lot of home runs. He's still getting the Ws and striking out a lot of people, but every time he gets hit, he's going to say, oh, no, that's not me. That's the ball. (laughs) And even if he's right, he's just not pitching as good as he did the last couple of seasons. So I don't know, like... There's still pitchers out there, like, pitching very well. Ryu from the Dodgers, like, that dude's being a beast, so he likes to juice ball more. (laughs) I don't know. It's one of those, like, how is it good for some but bad for others? It doesn't make sense. But he's not the only one. It's become, like, a thing this season that the balls are juiced. In the same way that Otani has that perspective, like, from the mound, like we were just talking about, do you think that... He actually should be the number one authority on juice balls. Wow. Because um. <laughs> he could be like, hey, I throw him, I hit him. I know what's good. Yeah. I guess the only thing is that he doesn't have the full background. Like, he doesn't have years of experience in the MLB to compare to. But Right. Since he's been playing with a different ball in Japan. Yeah. So, like, the last couple of years, I guess, it's been a different ball for him. But that would have been a good point. Yeah. Or maybe if he, like, was fully pitching this season and giving up fucking dingers left and right. Right. But he was also hitting dingers left and right. Then, yeah, I guess it'd be a little bit more suspicious. Or maybe he would have said some comments himself. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this juice ball thing. It is true. Like, the ball looks like it's flying just completely different this year. I mean, circling back to why we brought this up in the first place, Mm. it was his birthday. He turned 25 on July 5th, which is, again, crazy to think he's slightly younger than us. Like, we could be like, yo, little bro, you know? <laughs> no, that's my youngest son. <laughs> Old Tony right there. But yeah, it is crazy that we're, like, low-key older, even though every time he goes up to the plate, I don't know if it's, like, a status thing, <laughs> but I feel like he's older. Like, I can idolize him. Yeah. Which is also this weird thing. Like, I feel like I could only idolize people that are older than me. If you're younger than me, like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. He's only 25. Well, David Fletcher, his teammate, is also born in 94. Do you feel like he's older or younger when you look at him? Like, compared to yourself? He feels younger. I don't know what it is. But, like, younger than you or just younger than Otani? Yeah, like, younger... Still feels like a fresh rookie. Right. If he told me, like, oh, yeah, Fletcher's, like, 21, I would be like, oh, yeah, I believe you. (laughs) Otani seems just more built, too, but, like, 
also like he's grown into it already you know what i mean like he seems mature in like his build like he's already fit into his body which seems like an older person's body (laughs) (laughs) fletcher still has years to grow (laughs) (laughs) he does though probably or at least it looks like it no yeah that's that's a good point but not only has Otani been hitting dingers on his birthday, he also became the first Japanese-born player to hit for the cycle. Boom. That's one of the shocking ones that's weird to me. Because you think at least Ichiro would have done it? Yeah. Like if I'm on TV or, I don't know, some trivia show, and the question comes up, like, who's the first Japanese player to hit for the cycle? There's no doubt I would have put all my money in, like, all in ichiro suzuki yeah and i would have lost it all at least once that he would have done it yeah like it's one of those weird like what ichiro didn't do that but here it is otani again breaking records that no one has broken or not since babe ruth so (laughs) it's almost just as rare and he even got another record the day after too because jake bowers also got a cycle so they became the first players to do that on consecutive days since 1912 and real quick jake bowers doesn't play for the angels right just to make it clear yeah what is it the indians or something yeah i believe so <laughs> who cares Sultani <laughs> <laughs> so comes to america <laughs> i don't know i feel like there were some years where we didn't even see a cycle and then you just see two back-to-back days like that And we should probably say real quick for people who don't know, a cycle is when you get a single, double, triple, and home run all in one game. Yeah, that's one of those where, like, the fielders have to be playing a certain way or you got to be in a specific stadium for, like, a triple to happen. Like, it's really hard to get a triple, like, at Yankee Stadium or these stadiums that don't have any, like, weird walls or, like, very deep outfields. Right. But, yeah, he got it done. Or once in a while, I mean, this is even more rare, you can get an inside-the-park home run from that, which Tommy LaStella did in June, so. Yeah, those are super rare, but yeah, Tony pretty much did them all in one day. It was a regular home run, not an inside-the-parker, but it is what it is. Speaking of all these home runs, it came out that Otani didn't get asked to the home run derby this year. That's crazy. <laughs> What's your theory behind this? I want to say, like, whoever's in charge knew the Angels wouldn't let him. And this is me, <laughs> like, being or giving that guy a break. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't waste my time asking him because we know that he's partially injured or trying You're to come back from, yeah, yeah, Tommy John. So they're not going to let him. But I feel, I don't know, at least to build hype or, like, give him the option, you have to do it. Even if you know he's going to say no or the organization's going to say no. One thing I actually I also thought of was that maybe they want to save him not only for a year that he's not directly recovering from Tommy John, but also a year that he's also pitching so that he could have the chance to become the first two-way player ever to even just participate in the Derby, let alone possibly win it. Like, can you imagine that? Like... Next year, he's pitching and hitting again, and then he goes to the Derby, wins it, and they're like, oh my god, a pitcher won the home run Derby. 
That'd be insane. Like, I don't know that they're thinking like that. I'm sure it maybe crossed their minds. But it's also just because you're playing with chances, you know. Like, right. He'd have to be pitching at an all-star level. Or yeah. maybe he makes it to the all-star team because he's, like, hitting really well. But maybe his pitching numbers aren't there. Or, I don't know, or the other way around. Right. Maybe when he gets back to pitching, his numbers go down. But also, Vladdy Jr. is only 20 years old. <laughs> Which means he's going to be in that home run derby all the time. He's only going to be getting bigger and stronger. I don't know that Otani pitching and batting would be able to overpower the strength of Vladdy Jr. But would you have guessed that Pete Alonso also would overpower Vlad? But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a flawed system <laughs> we have here. Player that hit. Over 30 home runs more than the winner takes the L. Right. I'm just joking. I mean, I know it's part of the rules, but... No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, when you put it that way, it is possible for Otani to win in a right. scenario like this, right? Where, like... Because Otani's smart. He'll be like, all right, I only need this amount <laughs> for this round to win. Or, I guess you're hoping it doesn't happen the other way. Where, like, Vladdy's just chilling and Otani goes into, like, three tiebreakers and shit and is, like, freaking drained in energy. Right. And then Vladdy just comes in, like, flawless. Like, yeah. didn't break a sweat and just hits freaking 40 bombs in one round. And Otani's just tired. But, yeah, that'd be crazy. But what if this happens, right? And he makes the all-star team, goes to the home run derby. Do they let him play the next day after taking... I don't know, 150 swings or whatever. Right. Well, let me ask you also, would you rather, well, one, would you rather, and two, what do you think between him making it as a pitcher or a hitter to the All-Star game next year, potentially? The home run derby. (laughs) I know that's not what you asked, but (laughs) it's weird because it's one of those, if he pitches, it's going to be one inning. Great. He could strike out three people. If he bats, sure, he could hit one or two home runs if he gets to bat twice. But the home run derby, he could take the spotlight for at least an hour or more. Right. So I'd take that and then just bench him the next day. Let him enjoy it. Yeah. Or let him go to one batter or something. Yeah, I mean, he could either come in and just pitch briefly. I don't think they have the three batter minimum in the All-Star game. (laughs) Or he could just pinch hit for one at bat. Yeah, or do like a crazy switch where like you time it. It would have to be an NL game where the pitcher's bat. Right. And then just have him pitch and then come to hit the next inning. Strike out the side and then hit the dinger. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be like, that's how you market Otani. Yeah. Like, that's what you got to do. Is he going to do it? <laughs> An immaculate inning, nine pitches thrown, <laughs> three strikeouts. First pitch he sees, 450 down center. <laughs> Where's the All-Star game next year? Dodger Stadium. What? Yo. It's about to get real. Damn, that'd be crazy. But, you know, that's next year. We're just speculating, thinking about it, especially since we just had the Hormone Derby and All-Star game happen this past week, so it's giving us ideas. But even Trout said if Otani was in the Derby he would probably win. He has the best power in the league. And that's a direct quote from Trout. Yo, Trout, shut your ass up, bro. <laughs> Why hasn't Trout 
been in the home run derby. It bothers um, me. It's yeah. one of those like LeBron never did the dunk contest, right? Right. Why, man? Yeah. Do it for the people. But Trout's been hitting dangers this season, though. So far, like he's up to twenty-eight, like the most he's ever had before an All-Star break. That's high for a player to have the whole season. Mm-hmm. You know, if DJ LeMahieu hits 28 home runs over the whole season, you're like, damn, he put in work. Mm-hmm. And Trout already has that by the All-Star break. No, yeah, it's insane. Like, he's well on his way towards another MVP season. You just or mentioned, getting robbed of it. As yeah, usual. you just mentioned DJ, who's a Yankee and could very well be the competition for Trout. And we kind of know that the MVP tends to go towards a player in a winning team. And once again, the Angels are getting buried in the AOS right now. They still are kind of in there in the wild card race, but we kind of know it's only bound to go down from here, especially once teams start making trades and gearing up. But yeah, like Trout is bound to like a 50 home run season right now. Yeah. At least. I could see it happening. Um, I believe the most he's ever hit is 42. He's definitely going to shatter that. If he stays healthy, yeah. like yeah, Give him the MVP now. I wouldn't even be mad. And I'm a Yankee fan with DJ. Although DJ did beat out Tommy LaStella for the starting spot on the All-Star team at second base. But LaStella did make it through the reserves. Although he got injured on july 2nd right before the game which sucked and he's out like eight to ten weeks which is bad for the angels we'll get to that in a bit but i mean he still went to the game and whatnot but yeah my boy showed up in full crutches (laughs) yeah with a robotic knee that thing like otani puts in his arm they found like a leg (laughs) version of that right (laughs) for la stella it's pretty funny but and of course trout made the all-star team too like that shouldn't even Need to be said, but just including that in there. I feel like he's going to make it every year of his career. Yeah. As long as he's healthy, of course. And I mentioned Trout's comment. Um, Otani Lestella also said something on Otani. He said, he's so impressive, not only a power hitter, but a really quality batter. But the interesting thing is that he added to that, also, his English is very good. Wow. So has Otani been playing everyone the whole time? Is he secretly, like, an amazing English speaker? I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Rumor out there is Japanese is his second language. (laughs) We know Spanish is first. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I'm sure he could speak it. You do hear all the time. This is usually with, like, the Spanish-speaking players that... Most of them speak English and can understand you, especially when it's just baseball talk. Like, there's only so many words, you know? But it's just that they don't feel comfortable and they don't want to slip or say something wrong in the media or whoever they're speaking to and create some sort of controversy or embarrassment. So they just go with a translator, but... Do you think that he's only doing it for, like, a LeBron-type situation where... LeBron gets his friends paid by the teams he's on, and <laughs> Shohei is just doing it to get Ipe paid. Ipe's going to be wherever Otani is. That's a fact. <laughs> until he retires. 
So I wouldn't put that down. You might be completely right. There was also a part in an article that said Otani likes playing games on his phone or everyone's phones with his teammates and that they also were watching the U.S. Women's Soccer Championship. Shout out to the U.S. Women's National Team taking it home. So just some more fun facts. And we also mentioned last episode that Otani has been showing here and there signs of attitude or sassiness, which we didn't really see at all his rookie year. And there was another example of that since our last episode where Otani shook his finger no at the home plate umpire (laughs) after a strike three was called. So you think he's getting like ballsier in terms of what he's willing to do and American culture is like influencing him to not be so super polite. Yeah, my son is <laughs> getting older. He's rebelling. Good old American way. Um, <laughs> no, it is true. Like the sport, at least in Japan, it seems like it's completely different. You know, just how it's played, how the crowd yeah. sees it. I would say it's a little bit more respectful. Yeah, I think he's starting to notice showing emotions and all that it could be well received by your team. And people like to see that. Yeah. You know, people love the robots out there. You know, Derek Jeter, one of the greatest robots to ever play. <laughs> um, kind of say Trout is the same. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. <laughs> He's the Michael Jordan of robots. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I wouldn't mind as a fan, like, if he was showing these signs. Give me a little bat flip after a 450 bomb, you know? Right. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. And speaking of Kawhi, he's coming to L.A. now to the Clippers. You think him and Otani will be seen hanging out, getting tacos together? Maybe Trout in the mix, too, because there was that video of Kawhi taking pictures or video of Trout at a Blue Jays game this season. Yeah, I think it's possible, especially because of that. I was going to bring that up. Like We saw Kawhi at a baseball game. Yeah. You know, it's Kawhi, so he pulls up to an Angel game. They're going to bring him down to the locker room at least, you know, to give some some dabs and say what's up to the boys. So before we move on, there are some pitching updates on Otani and his throwing arm since his Tommy John surgery. So for the first time since the surgery, he threw from the mound, which is big improvements. No throwing towels and flat grounds, you know, (laughs) from an actual mound, which is good news. Yeah, I mean, he did it at the end of June, so that's over eight months since, almost nine months Yeah, since he's had the surgery. So that's a pretty big step for it to be the first time since the surgery. Yeah, at this point is when they start seeing if there's any like damage that happens when he throws or swelling. But he did throw 40 pitches from the mound. He took 70 additional ones from flat ground and... The quote was, I felt comfortable. (laughs) So that's a good thing, right? Kawhi-type quote. That's right. (laughs) A little robotic. But, yeah. If you're in the L.A. area, next Tuesday is Otani Bobblehead Night. That's July 16th. And, yeah, I mean, what's your general hopes or predictions for how Otani does the rest of the season? I think he's going to have a pretty good rest of the season i could see him staying consistent 
maybe not with the amount of homers he hit during this little period in June where he went off, but I could see him getting to 30 plus bombs and staying around the 300 area when it comes to his batting average. I don't see what he would regress. Again, hoping he stays healthy and there's no injury with his legs or obviously the Tommy John surgery. What about you? I think that sounds pretty accurate. Let's get into Angel's news. First, let's start with the positives. So, Andrelton Simmons, defensive wizard at shortstop, is back after being on the IL. Justin Upton is back, although he's had some minor injury stuff again where he's been like day-to-day on some things, but mostly he's back. So their lineup has been looking a lot better. Then we got some that I wanted to ask you about because to me they're kind of in the middle. I don't know if they're good or bad, like it's a subjective thing. Mm. So the first thing is that Matt Harvey is coming back on Saturday (laughs) (laughs) after being on the IL since the end of May, which sounds like it would be a good thing, but is it really? Because he was doing terribly. I'm sure once he gets back, he'll join Verlander saying that the balls are juiced. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. (laughs) And then the other thing, the Angels right now, midseason, at the All-Star break, are 45 and 46. (laughs) One game (laughs) under 500, a.k.a. They are the most 500 team I've ever seen. Of all time, bro. (laughs) Consistently. And, like, the stats back it up. But is that, for this point in time, good or bad to you? (laughs) It's 500 to me. Like, I'm dead in the middle. (laughs) It's almost like at the beginning of every baseball season, you can go to Vegas and bet money that the Angels will end up somewhere in the 500 level for the season within like seven games yeah like put like a margin of error of like five to seven games they'll be there it's been like that for i don't know a decade now or something yeah it's crazy which sucks for angels fans but consistency i mean at least there's always kind of a glimmer of hope or like you don't fully think you're out but then you're just stuck in that all the time so now let's get into more of the negative news briefly mentioned tommy lastella earlier making the all-star team and also mentioning how he couldn't play because he's in the injured list now expected to be out eight to ten weeks right tibia fracture have you even some made up bone or (laughs) tendon i don't know (laughs) sounds like a bone though um yeah not good for them obviously made the all-star team so he was a major part of the Angels offense with Trout and Otani, but... That same game, too, Brian Goodwin got injured. Like, (laughs) there have been a decent amount of injuries this season for the Angels. Yeah. Like, even I mentioned Justin Upton on the positive side of him coming back, but that was, Mm -hmm. like, a toe injury, and he was out for months. Like, they have weird injury stuff happen. Yeah, and it gets worse. Jonathan Lugroy, they're... Former all-star catcher is also in the IL now. My boy took a hit on the plate. One of those old-school hits. It's like an NFL 
hit. Yeah, we're talking full speed, shoulder down, boom. Yeah, had I the mean, plate. This was in this past week, and it was a pretty controversial play. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, when you're running from third to home, you're trying to score, and if someone's in your way, you're going to hit them to try to knock the ball out of them or get in the plate before they can tag you. That's at least how it used to be, right? Since the Buster Posey incident, who was catcher for the Giants, who got injured in the same way a couple of seasons ago, this was made illegal. So you can't hit the catcher unless it's an accident. Like, he went for the ball and he was in the way. But an intentional hit is pretty much legal. You're going to get fined and possibly set down for a couple of games. And like you mentioned, it was a crazy controversy and still is right now so yeah i guess i'll ask you did you see the play yeah i saw it what are you thinking runner's fault catcher's fault the runner's fault i think there is maybe some leeway in terms of when you're in the moment and adrenaline is running especially this was also in the bottom of the eighth in a 10 10 tie game Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say i blame him Mm -hmm. necessarily but i do think it was over the line, and MLB suspended him for two games and a fine, and I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I completely agree. At first, I didn't know, but then there's like different angles where you see Jake Marisnik, who was the runner, completely shifts where he's going to and kind of goes into the catcher. Yeah. Again, like... It is in the heat of the moment. Maybe it wasn't like 100% on purpose. But yeah, like it was his decision to go in that direction and put a hit on him. Got him dead in the upper body. And yeah, after the hit, we found out that he got a major concussion and a fractured nose. And we'll be out for a few games at least. Yeah. And now for what is for sure the worst news and... Worst thing that happened this season in major leagues for sure. The death of Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs, only 27 years old. He was found dead while the Angels were playing in Texas for a series against the Texas Rangers. Yeah, and this was on a Monday, July 1st, and he had just pitched that Saturday against the Oakland A's, which is pretty crazy too. And... Yeah, I mean, he's been arguably the pitching rock of the Angels rotation. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's not a Cy Young winner or anything, but he's been a solid piece of an otherwise super inconsistent, constantly switching around pitching rotation. Right. And he's an L.A. kid. Like, he's from Santa Monica. He wanted to play with the Dodgers, but... He found a home with the Angels and grew to love them. And, I mean, it was clear right away that he made a big impact not only on the Angels, but across the league. Like, he had friends everywhere, from Patrick Corbin to Trevor Bauer. Everyone was paying respects. Yeah, it seems like the guy was nothing but the best of people to be around. At least from, you know, what players have been saying and reporters have been writing about. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things where, like, 
we were kind of talking about earlier us as fans and how we see players like i see otani as like a person that's older than me and like i can like weirdly idolize him even though i'm like younger there's also this weird thing with like athletes overall not just baseball players where like they seem like they have it all and like nothing bad can ever happen to them you know like they're athletes like they're always safe they're always with their team and always working out always working yeah and like something like this happens and you're like wow like that could happen to like a baseball player an athlete like right and we still don't know the cause of death yet and right supposedly it's not coming out for a few months because of family request but yeah. regardless i mean it's still just to lose someone like that no matter how it's yeah. crazy almost yeah with like celebrities too it's like you almost expect them to like live forever yeah even though you know that's impossible but it's almost like through their legacy and like their careers you can just expect them to like live on forever but yeah things happen and no one ever expects them to go the way they do and for some brief background skaggs was drafted by the angels in the first round of the 2009 mob draft Mm -hmm. which was the same one as trout which we'll get to in a second Like I said, he grew up in Santa Monica. He ended up making his MLB debut in 2012 for the Arizona Diamondbacks, where he had gotten traded to and where he played until 2013. And then he came back to the Angels, Mm -hmm. got Tommy John surgery in summer 2014, missed 2015, but has been consistent since then and hadn't missed a start so far this season. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, the best Angels pitcher for now. And, like, I mentioned earlier, he was only 27. This is usually the age where, like, pitchers mature and, like, know how to pitch, not just throw hard and, like, blow heat past you. Like, this is when, like, they figure the game out. You could almost expect them to have, like, his best season this season or the next. Like, the best was only approaching yeah i mean he had gone through those ups and downs and even in the draft had thought he should have been picked by the dodgers and like i had mentioned before he had dreamed of playing for them as a kid but through that and through being traded by the angels initially and trying to make the roster he had all these things that kept coming up and he had to push to overcome them and he even wore 45 because he thought of it like jordan with his comeback and even on a personal note in terms of like approaching the prime of his life he had just gotten married this off season and we mentioned he was only 27 he was about to turn 28 this month so it's just crazy yeah it's it's insane especially because we're like around the same age so Imagine, yeah. like, if you freaking just drop, like, next year or two years from now, like, that'd be insane. Like, you have so much more to live. Like, yeah. Too young. It's just sad to see. And I mean, Otani said that Tyler was a close teammate of mine since joining the Angels. Words cannot express how deeply saddened I am by a sudden passing. And Ipe. Otani's translator also he basically said the same thing and in part of what he wrote he said you welcome Shohei and I with open arms from day one 
always looking out for us and making sure we felt comfortable in the clubhouse. Your presence has made Shohei's transition to the U.S. so much easier. I cannot thank you enough. And it also said in another article that Skaggs would always encourage Otani that he should get his own driver's license and not just have Ipe drive him around everywhere (laughs) as well. These baseball tragedies and athlete deaths have been happening a lot lately, I feel. At least even more in baseball. Like we had Jose Fernandez not long ago, Giordano Ventura. There's like endless names. I'm like. And even for the Angels, there have been a bunch. Like last year, we had Luis Falbuena who got in a car crash. Also, Mike Trout's brother-in-law, Aaron Cox, who had been a former Angels minor leaguer. And, of course, Nick Adenhart from, like, a decade ago. So the Angels have, like, dealt with a ton of that. Yeah. It's one of those where, like, it doesn't matter what team it happens to. It's awful. Like, you don't ever want to hear about it. But, yeah, it's happened a lot to the Angels and... Other teammates also talked about it, like Trout and Skaggs, like I mentioned, they were drafted together in 2009, and they actually had each of their parents sign the contracts together, and they were roommates in single A ball in the minors, and Trout even brought him to the NFC title game when the Eagles played the Vikings because Skaggs was... A Vikings fan, Trout is a known Eagles fan, and they clearly were close. Justin Upton also called him a brother, not just a teammate. Griffin Canning, the rookie pitcher for this year, said that Skaggs was like an older brother to him and took him under his wing. Billy Epler talked about how crucial he is to their whole team. He was like their resident DJ and all this stuff, just like a mentor and great teammate to everyone and yeah it's just uh very clear how much of an impact he made and since his death in his memory for the rest of the season now the angels will wear uh skaggs number 45 patch on their jerseys in the all-star game we saw trout and la stella wear number 45 on the back of their jerseys on the back of their jerseys And all the players, too, wore 45 patches, and there was, like, a moment of silence during the start of the All-Star game, which was nice. Very close friend of his, uh, Patrick Corbin, who now plays for the Washington Nationals, wore number 45 in his next pitching appearance after Skak's death. So we've been seeing the love being shown throughout major leagues. And Corbin, too, like, they were really close friends and at each other's weddings and basically best friends and when they were coming up in rookie ball the coach from that time said they were inseparable like twins and Andrew Heaney of the Angels in his first pitching start after it threw this high curveball which was like a tribute to one of Skagg's notable pitches and yeah I mean they postponed the game the day that it happened and they kept going after that i mean it was kind of like a needed distraction too for the players but they were clearly massively affected even when playing the game and like billy epler said 
team will never be the same again. And we'll see throughout the second half how this kind of impacts them and their spirit. And they've been on the road this whole time that it's happened, first in Texas and then for the All-Star game. So they'll be starting off the second half in a home series and be paying tribute to him there for sure. I'm sure it'll be even more emotional at home. And people already had been having memorials and dedications at the stadium when there wasn't even a game happening. So I'm sure it'll be emotional for fans as well. It'll for sure be a pretty heavy home game on their first game back. But yeah, we're going to wrap it up there for this episode of Otani Comes to America. We will be back with a new episode somewhere during August, unless something major happens sometime in between. I'm your host, Kev. And I'm Jack. Peace. R.I.P. Tyler Skaggs.